Industry Podcast. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Get ready to ride along on our second annual summer road tour powered by Echo, Kohler Engines, Site One, and Nice Job. We are traveling the country, talking with green industry leaders, discovering best practices and practical strategies to maximize profits. Now, here's your host, Paul Jamison. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to today's episode of the Green Industry Podcast. Dr. Frank's in the house. What's up, Dr. Frank? Hey, Paul. Good to be here. Good to have you here. We're going to recap our summer road tour. And uh, one of the themes that I noticed on the tour was uh, the slight edge principle that you are going to tell us about <laughs> coming up. Give us a quick 30-second tease of what the slight edge principle is. Okay. The slight edge principle is how you can make just small incremental improvements uh, on a regular basis to your business any part of your business. And over time, it makes a huge difference that makes you way better than your competition in your market. And we're going to dive into that and how I noticed out on the tour, folks like Jason Creel, Pete from GCI, Mitchell Gordy, Alex Kirby, uh, Trifecta, Tony Rudolph, uh, Naylor and the boys up in Virginia. And, and everywhere I went um, out on the tour, uh, Kyle Perkins, uh, these guys have that slight edge principle. So what we're going to do is we're going to hear a word from today's show sponsors. And then Dr. Frank, we're going to talk about our experiences at Cracker Barrel, McDonald's, <laughs> Chick-fil-A. And uh, also, you're going to teach us a little bit about how we can maintain a six-pack while we're out on the road, right? Yeah, that's right. We'll talk about it. <laughs> All right, guys. Looking forward to having uh, Dr. Frank Holliman as today's guest. We'll uh, dive into this coming right up. Kohler introduces an industry-first 300-hour oil change kit. The innovative oil change kit includes new Kohler Pro 10W50 full synthetic oil and Kohler Pro Extended Life oil filter, which when paired together, triple the oil change interval in Kohler gas engines from 100 hours to 300 hours. You can reduce your annual oil change costs by up to 50% while improving equipment uptime and productivity. Kohler Pro 10W50 oil is engineered for increased wear protection under extreme operating conditions. Kohler Pro 300-hour oil change kits are available for most Kohler engines. Contact your local Kohler authorized dealer to learn more about Kohler Pro 300-hour oil change kits. Kohler, powering your profitability since 1920. Yeah, this is just a job. Kind of like this is just a blower, and you're just some friends taking in the fall colors. The Echo PB9010, 220 mile per hour wind speeds, 1100 cubic feet per minute. Bye bye. It's just the most powerful backpack blower in the world. So maybe that was just a job after all. Echo, power on and on. Growing your landscaping business often comes down to finding the right equipment to help you stay and become more productive. From now through October 31st, 
Site One Landscape Supply has financing options as low as 0% for 48 months on select Lesco spreaders, truck-mounted sprayers, and powered renovation equipment, including aerators and overseeders. Lesco equipment is durable and designed to help your company grow all year long. Visit siteone.com slash Lesco financing for terms and to apply today. Offer subject to credit approval. Not all customers will qualify. Hello, it's Marty from the Green Industry Podcast team. And are you looking to grow your service business? If so, visit NiceJob.com. NiceJob, these guys are a reputation marketing software that will help your business collect two to three times more reviews on Google, Facebook, and all the platforms that matter. You'll also get automated marketing tools to help you share that social proof to get more sales and more leads. Start with a 14-day free trial at NiceJob.com. All right, we are back, folks. Dr. Frank, how you doing, my man? Yeah, I'm doing good. It's really good to be back on your show again, and I can't wait to hear what you have to say because you went all around and talking to the right people. Your, your network is extensive. You know the right people to talk to, and you know what to ask them and talk to them about to get the right information out of them about what they found out that makes their business work better. Yeah, well, I appreciate guys that are honest because – you can, you know, be on Instagram or you talk to guys and uh, it's real common. People put on a front and they'll just show you all the best. Oh, our revenue is this. Oh, business is great. Oh, blah, 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 blah. Well, anyone who runs a real business knows that's a bunch of BS because it's, it's actually <laughs> pretty difficult. You know, I think like four out of five small businesses fail the first five years. So only 20% statistically are making it. And even those guys, it's it, you have to stay on top of your game. And so I like to cut through let's just be honest. Let's be real. What's working. What's not, what are you learning? And, and, and I got a group, great group of guys on this tour. Not that the other tours weren't great group of guys, but that really, you know, here's the truth, Paul. And I, I think it made for some good podcasting and it was, it was a blast for me. And you got to enjoy one of those, uh, Jason Creel. He's a oh, yeah. straight shooter. Yeah. He, he's a lot of fun. And always good to talk with him, but you know, what's really good about your, your tours is that um, you talk to the right people and, and you get really good information from them, but you also collectively get to see what, what's in common with all the different ones that you're talking to, and, and they don't know what, what you're saying to the other one. And yet I'm sure you've come across some commonalities of the things that really work for all of their businesses and even the things they might have had in common that they did wrong and they wish they, they had to correct it. Yeah, absolutely. And actually writing about that in the new book that, uh, I don't know if you're, this is a nice little setup for the book there or not, but that was right on cue, Dr. Frank, because I am writing a new book about the best practices in the industry. But uh, absolutely, you notice similar habits, similar traits of what's working. You hear all of them griping about the labor crisis. Mm. So, some are more blatant about it than others, but everyone's having an issue with that. I was at Chipotle last night, Dr. Frank, and uh, I walk in. There's one lady, this 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 larger lady, and she. What 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 are you looking at me like that for? No, I'm I'm just thinking. That's oh, all. okay. There's a one lady. She's at the line. She's the, the, she's taking up the whole line. They're only serving one person, and then there's a whole line. We're going all the way out the door in the parking lot. Wow. Place is packed, uh -huh. and the efficiency was so bad. I'm looking. They got the one customer. This this lady was you know, being difficult, but then they only had two people working. I was just, I don't know. It seemed really, really inefficient, but then I was like, they're probably struggling to find good help. Wow. I mean, these people were clueless and they have one more person. I saw he was in the back smoking. 
behind, you know, not in the back back, but in the outside the building. Uh-huh. So I think everyone's, everyone's struggling to find good folks. Um, you know, but that was one of the main questions I asked these guys. How do you, how do you get, how do you get a good employee that will, uh, perform? Yeah. And also when you do have a good employee, what do you have to do to make sure you can keep them? Yeah. And that's why we can use Jason Creole as an example. He's, he's like, you know what? I'm just going to work by myself. And, and that's what he does. He, he runs a solo business and uh, juggles his four kids. You got to meet, or how many kids were there? Three. I think he has four, four total, but I, I don't remember. I think we met three of them. I, I, we meet four. I, I don't remember. <laughs> I remember the little boy because I was playing catch with him. And then there's a couple of girls. But I, forget, I thought he has four kids. That's what I thought too. There's we, probably four there. We probably met all four yeah. of them. I don't remember. <laughs> but he, he, what he found worked best for him was he'll just set his schedule at kind of the max of how many fertilizations he can do. He does seven apps a year, I believe. And then he just goes out and does them for a few weeks, has a couple of days off, goes out and does them again. And his solution is, I ain't going to have anybody work for me. I'm just going to do it by myself. Now, the risk of that is an injury. Right. If you get hurt... Now you're really screwed because you still have all the customers, the obligations. A guy like Jason's going to care about his reputation. He's going to figure out a way to get done. At that point, you're now going to have to pay someone and the profits are going to get devoured. But most guys stay healthy and and you got to take care of yourself. Yeah, I think it's a trade-off though. Because if you build a big enough crew or a big enough set of employees to do everything, then you're just really managing and working on the business instead of in the business. So there's advantages that way too. I think every business owner would have to make that call on their own, depending on their own special circumstances. If they, they build big enough where they just manage it and work on the business, meaning uh, promoting it, getting more customers, interfacing with the customers, and then having the crew do all the work um, to, to maintain the properties or whether you do like Jason did. Now, now for Jason, he had both. And he was telling us when, when he was talking to you that um, he found the way he's doing it now is better for him. But I don't think that was always the case in his life. I think at one time it was better to do the other way with the crew. Yeah. And we interviewed on the tour. Uh, Kyle Perkins has 27, 28 employees. He's in North Carolina. Um, Trifecta Landscaping, they have 25 employees. And um, Pete from GCI, I think he had like 15 employees. So I interviewed multiple guys that are working on the business. Like you said, they're, they're not out in the field. They're managing their manager who's managing the, the, the foreman. And um, it's just a, to- it's a totally different thing. Now, guys like that are going to be spending a couple hundred, pardon me, a couple million dollars revenue, you know, or, or, you know, the 25, 27 employees, you know, you're, you're pushing 2 million of revenue, you know, 15 employees. I didn't ask Pete his, his, um, annual revenues, but it's got to be over a million bucks. And, uh, so it's, it's, it's a whole different ball game versus doing a couple hundred thousand a year revenue and, uh, you know, making 60, 70,000 bucks as the owner or whatever, but having more peaceful lifestyle. I mean, you saw Jason, he went bowling in the morning. He played golf with us in the afternoon, took the day off. And he, he has that allowance where he, he can, he can have that margin. You mm-hmm. can't, you can't bowl and golf every day, but you can do it. Uh, occasionally, you know, and it's no big deal. You don't miss a beat. And that's what's so good about business ownership is because it's a self-expression of the way you want to do it and how you want it to fit into your lifestyle. And if the lifestyle changes, you can modify your business accordingly, which is what Jason did over, over the years. 
Yeah. One of these days, Dr. Frank, I want to have you back in studio. I'm going to have to schedule you like two hours before you're supposed to get here. But we'll get- <laughs> <laughs> if you're supposed to be here at 10, hey, it's eight o'clock, Frank. Oh man, you guys could tell I got, I got to, I got to forgive Dr. Frank for uh, the tardiness today. But, uh, the, and I, I have Dr. Frank, you're, you're, you're forgiving because, <laughs> but, uh, well, I want to have you share your business story because you had a very, very successful business, seven figure business, you know, seven figure business. And, um, it's very impressive. So that's another conversation for another day. I think we can all learn from somebody that builds a, builds a uh, big business like that. But what was your takeaways from Jason? Cause you got to see his home, his family behind the scenes. Um, do you think he kind of found a sweet spot as a, a running a solo company like that? Well, I, I got a couple things that I remember that, that really Other stuck than out. How many kids he had. <laughs> and by the way, his family is so lovely. His wife and his children are so well behaved and such lovely children. It's just a beautiful family. I was not surprised because uh, I had met him before. Not, not the, the high family, house. but I had met him before. He's just a wonderful person. Um, anyway, one of the takeaways that I got, he has done a lot of different things in the lawn care business, uh, lawn care and landscaping business. He's done all kinds of th- facets of that. And um, he, he decided at some point to specialize. And I think that was one of, one of the key points I remember. And uh, he found, and I think there's probably many ways to specialize. I think it's just up to the creativity of the business owner, how you do specialize it. It can be specialized skill like he did, like Jason did, which was the um, spraying. Fertilization and weed control. Anyone can mow. I mean, not everyone, but (laughs) most folks can lay down a mow, you know, mow. Yes. When, you, when you get into fertilization and weed control, a lot of folks get intimidated. I burnt, I burnt a lot of yards before. It's you gotta, you gotta know what you're doing. You put down too much nitrogen in the heat. Next thing you know, it's brown and burnt and dead. And uh, so, you know, I can give all the examples. So it is a yeah so specialization. It, for specialization sure. was his point, and it had a lot of advantages because it differentiated him from the competition. In fact, took him out of a lot of the competition because it was a specialty that not everybody can get into because there was a lot of things you need to know. And he, I think he said he even offers a course to teach people how to do that if they want. Available greenindustrypodcast.com. Yeah. Your, your organic tea-ups are nice, Dr. Frank. <laughs> I appreciate yeah. you. But anyway, uh, so specialization was really important. And specialization um, can go beyond what he was saying, in my opinion. You can specialize by having another skill like he did that's not not everyone has like the fertilization and the weed control. but uh, Or you could specialize in doing the same thing everybody else is doing, mowing lawns, but doing it in a very unique way where you differentiate yourself. I think that's really the key is differentiation in your market. Yeah. Can, uh, can I give a quick example yeah. of that? Here in Atlanta, in the fancy neighborhoods, they the, the rich folk want real mowing, R-E-E-L, and that's where it cuts it like the golf course, super short. And you're using a whole different kind of mower. Uh, a rotary mower spins, you know, 200 something degrees. I don't even know, 200 per, not degrees, miles per hour, but it spins this way, a regular mower that you've seen. But the real mower, you guys can't see me, but it spins this way and it chops that Bermuda or, or Zoysia grass real nice and tight. Well, you can charge a lot more to do the real mowing versus the regular mowing. If, if someone's going to pay you um, 65 bucks, to cut their grass regular, you could easily charge a hundred bucks for the real mowing. Cause you got to, you got to, um, sharpen that knife 
so so more meticulously and, and and the repairs on it are different and you actually have to be very careful and know what you're doing so just in mowing alone here in atlanta you can offer real mowing versus rotary mowing and you got to do it more frequently and you can put down growth regularly. it is a whole different thing and so i, I definitely thought about that yeah and, that, and that's uh, a different skill within the same market now yeah. jason went into a, a different a different skill altogether doing the weed weed control and fertilization which is not mowing you just gave a great example of how to differentiate yourself by the way you do the mowing but it can even be beyond that it can be just how you treat your customers where you're known for treating them way better and, and offering better customer service i'll give you a good example of that um, i can buy tools or things for the home at home depot but a lot of the times I won't go to Home Depot, even though I can get a better price. I'll go to my local hardware store that's family owned to buy the same thing, even at a higher price because of the whatever it is I'm buying. I'd rather have them greet me when I walk in the door and they, they say, how can I help you? And, and I can I can get the help immediate and they'll answer all my questions and I just get that extra level of care that is a little harder to do at a, at a big store like, like Home Depot. And I don't mind paying a little extra because I get that special service, even though I'm buying the exact same thing that they both offer. That's another way to specialize. Yeah, that, that's a great endorsement for our new sponsorship with Home Depot. We're trying to get Dr. <laughs> big box store, big box store. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll work on it. Yeah, I think but, it's a uh, good point, though. There's all kinds of ways to differentiate yourself yeah. uh, where um, you're now the preferred <laughs> service provider for some reason that your market appreciates. And it also allows you to uh, increase your prices because you people are willing to pay more for something better. Even, yeah. even if it's the same service, there's something about it that's better than the competition. And, and there is a, there is a market that will always buy top of the line. I mean, they, they even did, um, they did research like in, um, retail stores mm -hmm. where something's offered and you buy it on, you see it on the shelf and you buy it and, and you can get the, the 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 regular version of it mm -hmm. or you can get the scaled down one which is a little cheaper mm -hmm. or you can get the premium which has got all the bells and whistles to it whatever that means mm -hmm. for that particular product and there is a certain percentage of anybody's market and it's a significant percentage that it doesn't care they don't care what it is they'll always buy the top of the line they'll wow. always buy the premium they'll always buy buy the the best category of that product and they'll bypass the medium and the scaled down one below that. Wow. And that means you're getting less customers to make the same money. And so it's a very efficient way to do business. If you can differentiate yourself in a way that your market appreciates and takes notice. Very good. Guys, we're going to have more Dr. Frank Holloman and continue to do a recap of our summer road tour coming right up. Entrepreneur Academy Live 2021 is going to be the biggest and best one yet. And we want to see you Saturday, November 13th in Novi, Michigan. Join hundreds of entrepreneurs just like yourself who are looking to crush it in their business and make 2022 the most profitable year ever. This year's speakers are a who's who of the industry. Greg Whitstock, Corey Ballard, Keith Kalfas, Mark Parker, Caleb and Brittany Allman, Haver Pete, Brian and Liz Fullerton, and Jeff Joyner. Launch 
Entrepreneur Academy Live 2021 is a powerful and inspiring all-day conference designed to help you take your business to the next level. And it's brought to you by Xmark, RedMax, SureTrack Trailers, and Yardbook. If you make it to town Friday, November the 12th, you're invited to hang out, network, and have a blast at the Full Throttle Adrenaline Park. Brought to you by Toro's Horizon 360. Come ride endless laps on the high-powered go-karts, play virtual reality games, and win great prizes. Excited about bringing your spouse to the event? Discounted spouse tickets are available. Excited about bringing your whole crew? Group discounts of four or more also available. Do whatever you have to do to make it to Launchpreneur Academy Live 2021 and grab your tickets before they're sold out. Tickets will go fast, so if you'd like to get more information, visit us at LauntrepreneurAcademy.com or use the link in the show description and follow along with the hashtag LAL2021. Do you come home ready to relax after a hard day's work and find that your bookkeeping demands your time? Truth be told, you can't give it your full energy or focus. It just sits there most nights untouched, continually haunting you. It's costing you good decision-making and your peace of mind. Gulf Coast Bookkeeping provides a bookkeeping solution to landscapers that is guaranteed to give you back your time and your peace of mind. You can begin this partnership with us today by going to gulfcoastbk.com and scheduling a 15-minute call. Don't trick yourself into thinking you can handle it all. It won't be long before you're saying no to new clients or skipping dinner with your family and friends all because your bookkeeping needs are unfinished. Let us take care of your green so you can take care of theirs. Schedule a 15-minute call today at gulfcoastbk.com. GPS Track, it makes managing your driver, vehicles, and equipment assets simple with the latest technology and personalized, friendly customer support for service businesses of all sizes. With GPS Track, it, you get a real-time view of where your fleet vehicles are around the clock helping improve route density and operate more efficiently. GPS Track It has been delivering peace of mind for over 12,000 customers in lawn and landscaping, and they've been doing it for over 20 years. Are you ready to protect your fleet, save money, and cut down on fuel costs? Call 844-996-2518 to speak with a knowledgeable fleet advisor. No pressure, no hassles, low monthly fees, and no contracts. 844-996-2518 or visit greenindustrypodcast.com slash GPS track it. You've heard Caleb and Brittany Allman talking about the Hardscape Academy, but have you checked it out for yourself? The HardscapeAcademy.com is the place to get the skills and training you and your crew need to excel as a professional hardscaper. You'll learn all the techniques and best practices to properly install pavers and retaining walls. You'll have access to online video training courses, in-person apprenticeships, comprehensive guides, and customizable business forms. Plus, there are two free courses which cover everything slab, from initial planning to final installation, and again, those are absolutely free. If you're serious about mastering your skills, abilities, efficiency, and bottom line, the hardscapeacademy.com is for you, and that link is in today's show notes. All right, guys, I'm back with Dr. Frank, and uh, thanks to Brian Fullerton, he got us a Cracker Barrel gift card as we're out on the road. Well, how about our diet? Uh, McDonald's for breakfast, Chick-fil-A for lunch, which was really good, and uh, Cracker Barrel for dinner. 
people ask me, you know, why I gain some weight when I go on these road trips. It's like, that's why. Yeah. What you can do when you're traveling and you have to eat out, there's always a way to eat healthy. It, you have to know what you're doing when you go, go to the place, even a fast food restaurant. And your options are much more limited if you're trying to eat healthy. But uh, if you're not going to be on the road too long, you could cheat a little bit. Yeah, I'm trying to get uh, flat abs. What do you think? Well, here's what anybody who's a trainer in the gym will tell you. That um, the, bo- the vast amount of effort to get the abs to show is in the kitchen. It's in the diet. It's in the way that you eat. Because those abs are there. They're just being hidden behind the fat. Mm-hmm. And uh, even if you don't exercise them a lot, they're still there, those muscles. And they will show if you're, if you're not overweight. So that's, that's really the diet is the key to showing really good, good abs where you have your, uh, fat percentage fat on your body low enough. And that's usually around, uh, less than 10%, uh, body oh, fat. Really? Yeah. Something like I that. I don't know what my body fat is. I got a machine at the gym where you can figure it out, but, um, yeah, some people are around 12%, but usually it's around 10 to 8% body fat. And then your absolute show. Really? And then I do a plank and then I do a, the raises where I lay down on the mat and they can't see watching, but I go up like that. I can feel it. In my, yeah. You know, right. Are those good exercises to get, get abs? Sure. If, I, if I do a better than McDonald's, Chick-fil-A and Cracker Barrel diet. Yeah. But even if you exercise it, like you're just describing, uh-huh. if you're not eating right, they'll, they won't show. Okay. Got to so. get that body perc- fat percentage down. Okay. What, uh, you got to cut out sugar, right? Well, that's one way, but, um, sugar comes also from carbohydrates because all your carbohydrates in your food intake, uh, break down into glucose. And, uh, so, uh, that means not just your sugar, but your potatoes and your French fries and your rice and your bread, all those kind of carbohydrates. In fact, a lot of people don't realize that if you just eat a slice of, of white bread, uh, that's, that will, uh, raise your blood sugar up faster than a bowl of ice cream. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So you got to watch what you eat. It's really hard to be disciplined on the road because of the stress of traveling and, and just trying to find a place to eat and grabbing when you can with your schedule and, and then having to worry about eating the right thing. Uh, so, you know, it requires a lot of discipline to eat right. And then when you're traveling even more so. Definitely. Well, I appreciate the opportunity to get out and travel because the in-person interviews always go better. And you got to experience that firsthand at Jason's house. And also you were at the Hype House. So many people, Dr. Frank, would love to come to the Hype House and hang out with, you know, Brian Fullerton and Caleb Allman and um, Andy Mulder and and Jason Creel, Blake Albertson, Sean Spencer. And the list goes on and on and on and on. Mitchell Gordy and, and, uh, you know, Sutton and all these guys that uh, came through the Hype House, Naylor, and uh, you got to hang out there. It's pretty cool. Elwood Men took a picture of of the of you talking in front of everyone and put it on their uh, publication. It, it was pretty cool. But yeah, you know what I noticed about that is that, uh, they're very smart business people, mm-hmm. very sharp. There's no question about it. And they've built tremendous businesses, and they're continuing to build them. Uh, but they're the, some of the nicest people I've ever met, mm-hmm. and and their wives too were with them. And the other thing is they're authentic. Uh, the way that you hear them on their shows is exactly how they are in person. And I, I, I just, I thought it was really refreshing to be around people like that. It's a really group, good group of people. Yeah. And that's what happens when I go on tour. It's like, 
I, I started off at Tony Rudolph's in uh, Georgia, and then he fired me up. He's just he's just a great guy, and um, he's got a, a you know beautiful home, beautiful family, and he he does what Jason does, where he works solo, except he does a lot of lawn mowing and and, and just the basic you know moeds trim blow type deal, but for very elite homes and um, Reynolds Plantation and Lake Oconee high end homes. Then I got encouraged. I went to trifecta landscaping, you know, 25 employees. Uh, Alex is just crushing it. The the guy who started trifecta in 2017. And next week, guys, we're going to have a couple of bonus programs uh, from Alex because I did the one interview for the summer tour and and he was just warming up. And I was like, can you do a, another episode? And he just knocked that out of the park. It's like, you want to do another one? He was just, the, the guy's on fire. Started his business in 2017. You know, it's a million dollar business and it's just bloom, booming. So that, so that fired me up. Then I got to go up to um, North Carolina and, and uh, Kyle Perkins, he has 27 employees. I think he has like 18 trucks. It's just impressive to look out and see, you know, I like trucks and things of that nature. And just to find out what's most efficient for him and how he's handling the labor issue. Cause he's got a lot of, you know, got a lot of work to do and, 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 a, and a slim pickings with who wants to get out there in the heat and work. Then of course, um, we went to Naylor's and, uh, Dr. Frank, he had 10 different people come over that night. So I got 10 episodes just from his back porch, uh, which is really efficient. Uh, for podcasting. And then uh, we headed back down South to Pete from GCI and um, just a really good guy and uh, you know, 15 employees and he's doing a lot with fertilization and weed control as well. And then um, I went to North Carolina, the Mitchell Gordy, he was the trooper Gordy. He was at the hype house. Oh yeah. I remember him. He's a real nice guy, real nice guy. So he uh, took me out to lunch and um, showed me his new shop. And then of course we went to Alabama and you joined me for that. So that was like a little bit of the recap, but it fired me up. And I don't even know if you noticed when I got back, but I've been like, let's do this thing. I've, I've, I've got a cut I'm a, the second wind or whatever they say. And I'm just, I'm re-energized. Well, you know, the thing that uh, I was really inspired by, cause you told me a lot about, about your trip and, and the people you met. Cause we spent a lot of time in the car driving out to Alabama and back. We took the scenic route on the way out. Yeah. There. It was a very beautiful drive <laughs> though. And anyway, you were, you were very, um, inspired by, by what you saw, but what I was inspired by what you mentioned about everyone that you talked to is almost every one of them, if not every one of them started out small, they started out with just the bare bones mm -hmm. just by themselves. And over time, and sometimes not that much time, they built their businesses to substantial levels like you were describing. And it was so impressive. That's inspiring. What was it about your interaction with them uh, that was your biggest inspiration from them? I would probably say the work-life balance. The, the folks that I uh, talked to, for example, Naylor, and you guys can check out his podcast, the LCR Media Podcast. But for almost, I don't know, a decade plus, he's worked Saturdays. He's just always worked on Saturdays because he had a, um, uh, what's the place where the little kids go to? Not a nursery, but a daycare. Daycare. He has a daycare. Well, they don't want him coming Monday through Friday because the kids are there. And the last thing you want to do is be mowing in a rock, hit the little kid, and then you get sued, you know, liability or whatever. And so they were giving him the runaround for years. You just come on Saturday when no one's here, Saturday morning, right? Well, now he's working every Saturday morning. You know, he's got a, a son and a daughter and a wife. And it's like, he never gets to spend any quality time with them on Saturdays because he's out working because of the day, 
the daycares run in Naylor's business, essentially. So, right. So he, anyway, he he put the he put the hammer down this year and said, "No, we'll come on Mondays, you know, or I'm I'm leaving. You gotta find someone else." And he said it more professional than that. And then guess what they did? The daycares. Ah, why don't you come on Mondays? You know, they 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 gave in, and uh, so he you know he's trying to carve out Saturdays to get his get get, get family time back. Right. Which I thought um you know was really cool, and I, I could go through each um person but i think that these guys and you saw this firsthand with jason how can this business serve my life rather than the business you know running their life running their life right these the conversation these guys are having and there is a season when you start it is going to it is going to take sacrifice those first three to five years caleb allman kind of says that's his time frame. It doesn't have to be three to five years, but you got to put in work to, to get the thing running. Cause unless you're just super rich and you got, you got a lot of money to roll into the business, everything's kind of got to start from scratch. You know what I'm saying? Right. But, and go no, ahead. Well, I was just going to say, yeah, it takes time because as you're working in the business initially, so you can get to the point where you're not so much working in the business, but working on the business, you're figuring things out. And you're finding uh, better ways to do things more efficiently uh, you're, you, in, in every area of your business. And that takes time. And yes, you can learn uh, from others and, and you should, but you also learn a lot just on your own because everybody's business is a little bit different and everybody's situation is a little bit different. And if you're involved in it and you're working hard those first few years, you figure it out. Uh, and and you you go left or right in your decision making as it as it's needed. Yeah, but that's definitely one thing that I took away from the summer tour. Some of this was on air, and you guys probably caught it. And then some of it was off air because I'm at guys' houses. I'm you know we were in Jason. Someone thought it was your house. They were joking. Was that Frank's house? Because you're sitting on the couch with your arms back. Like <laughs> it's really Jason's house. But I'm in these people's homes, and then I realized that that they got to a place in their business where it's like, okay how do I spend more time with my family? How do I do this, that, or the other? And, uh, it's, it's really refreshing. Um, it, it really challenged me. What do I want my ideal schedule to look like? And then kind of reverse engineering the business to give me that opportunity. Right. And you know what, uh, Paul, there's a, there's a principle with that. Some people refer to it as the slight edge principle. What is it called? It, slight edge. In other words, uh, just a slight little variation for what you're normally doing in the business day to day, you do it just a little bit better, just a little bit better. You, you find something about what you're doing in the business on a daily basis that you do a little bit better than the last time you did it, whether it's with a customer or, or the way you execute the lawn service or some, any aspect of your business, you always are looking for ways to improve, even if it's just a small little bit. But what happens is over that time period that you talk about, you know, that one to three years, whatever it is, somewhere in that ballpark where you're first starting out small and you're figuring things out and you're, you're working hard in the business. If you apply the slight edge principle where you do just a little bit better on some aspect here, another day, a different aspect there. And it's, it's not really much of a difference either. It's mm -hmm. just a little bit better. Over time, that adds up in a cumulative way where now you're away from the norm in terms of excelling. Mm. And that's when you get into the acceleration. Uh, for, I'll give you a good example of that. Is, uh, they once asked Albert Einstein, what was the most powerful force in the universe? And he said, without hesitation, 
compound interest. Because compound interest is it's a cumulative effect where you're compounding, you know, the money you make on, on your investment and it just adds back to the investment. So now you, you're getting more to, to compound, to get more interest. That cumulative effect of just a little bit each time really adds up in the long run. And so that's why I think you saw that with these, these people who have excelled in their business and they've done great things in relatively short amount of time. They kept trying to improve every aspect of their business. And at some point, they greatly differentiated themselves from the average provider where they were way out in front and they were the lead provider in their market. Absolutely. I didn't know that terminology, slight edge perspective or advantage. Uh, it's called the slight edge, edge principle. Slight edge principle. That's exactly what I saw. These guys are looking, how do I get that slight edge? And, and Pete from GCI and Kyle Perkins from North Carolina, they both did it with their trucks. They changed the style of the truck they wow, have wow. to where now it's got the, um, you know, the right, right past where the driver in the passenger seat now they have their trailer basically starting there and um, like an open, big, open flat bed type truck. I don't, I don't know the name of them, but they're, you know, they're designed like that for landscapers. So now you don't have to worry about pulling a open or enclosed trailer. And it's, it's easier to drive and it's easier to get to your stuff. And then Naylor did something s similar, way more compact version where he, it's called the ramp rack. And it's a device you add onto the bed of your truck that then like acts like a trailer. It, it, it unloads so you can put the mowers in the bed of your truck and then ramp them down. Um, but again, he's not pulling a trailer. So these guys are looking at even with their setup, how do I make my setup more efficient? And uh, so many, it's way more than just, just the equipment. But I, I noticed that Dr. Frank, that slight edge, is is in these guys that are winning absolutely yeah they're not they're not sitting back complacent i was talking to a guy the other day i was out pressure washing a lady's uh driveway and i'm chatting this you know i'm chatting this guy and he's just kind of like a know-it-all you know you ever know somebody that you can tell i'm not even gonna waste my time trying to tell him about how he can do this you know yeah to to I was trying to tell him about the YouTube and podcasting and how we all make content and share it with each other. It's free. You know, it's like you can watch a YouTube video for free. You can listen to my podcast for free. And, uh, but you could actually, you know, some content's better than others, but you can actually learn from the content for free and make yourself better. And I was, I was trying to explain this to this guy and I could tell he could, he could care less. Oh, I got it for, you know, I could teach you guys a thing or two kind of thing. And I'm like, Whoa, that, that's a different attitude thinking, you know, it all. Versus the guys that I interviewed on this tour that are, are looking for ways to get better is it, night and day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the thing that's too good about the slight edge principle is it applies to any aspect of your business. You were talking about um, just doing vehicle setup, the, the vehicle setup and the way you execute the service. Uh, you can do that a little better with the way that one person did it. And that was innovative. Mm -hmm. But it could be even in your marketing or it could be even in your customer service or the way you talk to your customers or the way that you bill your customers. It can be any aspect of your business. There can be because any kind of contact that you have with your business, either they see you in the truck driving in around the town or they see you out on their lawn working 
or you email them about something or you send them an invoice, any kind of contact like that is an opportunity to do something better in the eyes of your market, in the eyes of your customer. Uh, a real good visual of the slide edge principle, I just want to say one more thing about that, Paul, is if you consider two lines that are parallel and they go on forever, if you go 100 miles down the road, the two lines are the same distance from each other because they're parallel. Mm -hmm. Just like uh, the two rails on a railroad track are parallel. Mm -hmm. They always stay the same distance from each other, no matter where you are on the track. But if one of the lines, just very slightly at an angle, they look parallel for a long time, even though it's just little by little by little, that one line is moving away from the other one that stayed the same uh, direction. But if you go far enough down the road, that little bit will cause over a longer distance that one line to be very now very far from the original line, where if it had stayed parallel, doing the same thing, it would have been the same distance. And that's, that's a really good visual I, I like to think about. Yeah, that's very good, Dr. Frank. Well, I really appreciate your time. And uh, just kind of concluding the summer tour, guys, I really appreciate you listening. If you're just finding the podcast, you can actually go back through our last 20 or so episodes and follow along on the journey uh, throughout the East Coast and, and down to the other country. What's that place called? Jason Lives. Alabama. Alabama. We went over there. <laughs> this is an inside joke. Uh, Brian Fullerton calls Alabama different countries. Like, <laughs> yeah, they call the South Alabama, L.A., Lower Alabama. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> do they really? Yeah, they do. L.A.? <laughs> Go give me a girl on L.A. But um, I appreciate, uh, I want to just say thank you to the tour sponsors because they made this thing all possible. Now is Echo Power Equipment. And Kohler Engines, Site One, and Nice Job. And so you guys can actually click on the link in today's show notes, and then it will redirect you to their website or their app. And uh, you can give them business, support support our show by supporting our sponsors. And um, also thanks to our regular um, sponsors, the Caleb Allman, he's a sponsor, Frank, um, the Heartscape Academy. And Fullerton is with the Entrepreneur Academy. These guys got plenty of resources. My bookkeeper, they sponsor the show, Megan and Joey Coberly. Really? Um, yeah, they're called Gulf Coast Bookkeeping. I met them at Jason Creel's event years ago, and I was impressed with them because they were doing like a speech, and they're like, Jason's attendance has increased by 3.1%. And they're just like, I was like, these people are nerds. Like, they're good, you know, a good you know, you're a nerd, right? <laughs> kind of. I try to be. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, the, cause I'm not, uh, you know, calculating the increase of the attendance at the, that's not even on my brain. You know what I mean? But, um, I'm like, what kind of food do they got? That's for my, <laughs> they're a different breed of people in a good way, in a, in a, in a good way. So I was like, these people are sharp. And, uh, so I got to talking to them and they're like, yeah, we, we do bookkeeping, but just for lawn care and landscapers. And, um, I was like, well, that's pretty cool. And, uh, I was like, well, how do you, you know, how do you get your folks? And they were just doing regionally there. I was like, well, I got people that listen all over the country to my show all over the world, really. And, uh, I was like, I'll get you on the podcast and then you can, um, tell people about your bookkeeping services. So it's pretty cool. Cause it started with her, what the wife, Megan was doing it full time. And then people from our show started calling them 
So now the the husband, Joey, he quit his job and he's doing Gulf Coast bookkeeping full time because of you guys who were listening and calling in. They, they couldn't handle the the influx of people. So now it's a good problem to have. They had to figure out, well, how are we going to provide bookkeeping at a high quality, high, you know, they're my personal bookkeepers. They do a phenomenal job and they do once a month. They, um, we do what's called the profit meeting and they'll look at three different reports of my business and talk about how we can be more profitable. So anyway, they're sponsors of the show. And of course, GPS track it. So I just appreciate all the people that make all this possible, Frank, giving us the time and space to, to go out and get these episodes. So well, thank you very much for having me. I really enjoyed talking with you, with you guys. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so your segues are great, Dr. Frank. I appreciate it, man. I guess this is goodbye. I'll see you <laughs> later, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is where Mr. Producer kicks in the music and saves the show. So we'll catch you guys on the next one. Bye-bye. You have been listening to the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jameson. Thanks again to Nice Job, Site One, Kohler Engines, and Echo for powering our second annual summer road tour. And don't forget to smash that follow button to stay up to date with the newest episodes as the tour rolls on. This has been a Jameson Media and Mr. Producer production.